How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 42 Chapter 7 This is Season 42 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 7. In this episode, we will be returning to the glitching methods to integrate an entropic analysis. To start out, one of the first glitching methods introduced in the complete series was mirroring at inopportune times, mirroring then breaking the mirroring pattern. This method is consistent with the imperative to break continuity, act according to a pattern and then break the pattern. The same goes for habit-breaking actions, breaking routines, undoing ordinary bodily rhythms. As does loosening associations. They all fall into under one umbrella, that of maximizing entropy. Let me explain. When someone is predictable, when someone acts in a habitual way, there is minimal information in their action. They can be described according to a single pattern, a single calculus, which outlines their behavior in a mathematical way. But, when you introduce pattern breaking, it represents information, entropy. Likewise, mirroring represents a kind of conformational order, an order which is displaced by breaking the mirroring pattern at inopportune times. Thus, at its root, symmetry forms an essential undercurrent. For the human body is chiral, and in this chirality, there is conformational entropy, information. When two people are oriented commonly around some object, this represents less entropy than some other orientation. They can both be described in terms of the same variable, on a single dimension, or degree of freedom. Likewise, thoughts occur in pairs largely for the same reason. Thoughts which describe the environment are informational. Thoughts which describe the thinker destroy that information. Rationalization is thus entropic, by making her predictable. Thoughts pair for the opposite reason that people mirror. The human mind is an informational system. Making an observation of the environment represents some negative entropy. Making an observation about the thinker destroys that negative entropy. Thus, the second law of thermodynamics predicts entropy must increase or stay the same. Pairing preserves that conservation. It is interesting that in the stripping away of the personal through decontextualization, what we see is the resurrection of pairing through the reactive emotionality of others in distinct consequential intersections. In other words, when the internal narrative is dispensed with, the exterior reactive emotionality of others provokes a reactive response to the decontextualization narrative which remains, drawing it back into a state of more or less integration. The personal content of the original narrative stream is destroyed, but the pairing remains, preserving the essential quality of the entropic system. But stripping away the personal can have other consequences. As the personal is stripped from an experience through decontextualization, it may lead to spillover of the narrative streams of alters from other universes. Let me explain. Now, Every intersection with another person consists of nine discrete conversations. But those conversations represent nine classes of parallel universes. Thus in some of these classes of universes, you are the same, but everything else is different. Let me give you an example. Perhaps, you are the same age, with the same tastes in music, etc. But everything else is different and your life took a different path. In a conversation, there are part and parcel of this splitting, nine different versions of you, existing in nine different classes of parallel universes. Let's suppose for example, you are driving in your car. It is six in the morning the traffic is light. 
you turn on some music, but a voice in your head tells you to turn the volume down. Why is that? Because in another parallel reality, you are actually at home listening to the same song on your stereo at six in the morning and you have woken up everyone in the house. In that universe, you never moved out of the family home, because both your parents died young. You were left with your twin brother who likes to sleep in. You never graduated high school due to the trauma. Now, what is the spillover effect? Sometimes dialogues will mean that consciousnesses get embedded in your own which belong to people other than your conversation partner. Suppose you walk into a deposition, and in that deposition there is the mundane conversation. You ask questions about some legal case, but in one parallel universe, your brother is in the room as well. And the same substrate of experience, that is the mundane, unifies both parallel realities. So, your brother's consciousness from that other stream becomes embedded in your consciousness. This is the spillover effect. All it takes is one strata of experience, one modality, in common between yourself and your double to create the possibility that an alter of someone you know could be present in that alternate reality, speaking with you on a different plate. In other words, a component of our unconscious impulses arise not from narratives generated by our conversation but from different people who may be in our life currently, or not. In other words, gateways may exist between you and people outside this universe, just as easily as they may between people you see every day. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.